to the Evidence-Based Rheumatology Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Putman, and this is episode 94, psoriasis flares following systemic glucocorticoid exposure in patients with a history of psoriasis. This was published in JAMA Dermatology in February of 2021 by Anna Gregori et al. I wanted to talk about this because I actually covered this topic in my recent uh, newsletter. You can find my newsletter at evroom.com. Uh, and the, the topic is what I call paradoxicality. It's this thing that rheumatologists love to talk about. It's paradoxical effects from therapeutic options. If you type paradoxical and rheumatic into Google Scholar, you get over 30,000 hits. You know, boards, pearls, love paradoxes that trainees have to remember. Um, and, you know, I, I think that a lot of these paradoxes are actually just silly. And a lot of them are caused by um, shoddy epidemiology research. We have patients who have uh, disease flares or bad outcomes, and we look back to see what was happening to them beforehand, and what we often find are various medical interventions. But the problem is that those medical interventions are often given to people who were sicker and headed towards that, and people who may have already had manifestations of the disease that just weren't coded properly in whatever observational data set someone is using. I have long been somewhat skeptical of the entire uh, prednisone causes systemic sclerosis renal crisis thing. Um, I have no good evidence to support my skepticism, but I don't entirely believe that. And I wonder if that was part of how that arose in the first place. Today, though, I'm going to be on some less controversial territory and talk about the idea that psoriasis flares can be caused by systemic glucocorticoid exposure. You know, this is actually a thing that's found in dermatology textbooks and treatment guidelines. It's a recommendation to avoid prednisone among patients with psoriasis because the idea is that you could cause psoriasis to flare. This certainly becomes a problem among patients who have psoriatic arthritis. You know, there's always this worry that if we as rheumatologists give them a little run of steroid or injected joint, we may trigger some psoriasis flare. And some of the early literature actually said not just flares, but like bad flares. So things like pustular psoriasis um, or erythroderma. Now, I went back and looked at some of the early publications, and they're like almost comically bad, like case reports of four patients, and you know one of them has been treated for 30 years, and then they got some steroids, and they had a horrible pustular psoriasis flare, but they'd already had pustular psoriasis multiple times. Like, it's, it's kind of a mess. And the idea that this created this meme is, is, is very aggravating to me. So today's paper in JAMA Dermatology was, was a single center study. So you always got to worry about single center studies. Uh, and they, it was kind of like an electronic medical records uh, project, but with not just database information, they actually did some chart reviews. It took place from all patients seen in their clinic from October of 2012 to uh, July of 2018. Patients had to have two encounters uh, with coded psoriasis, followed by one exposure for systemic corticosteroids to, to get into the study, which, which makes sense. I like taking two encounters separated by 30 days, so this wasn't you know the most perfect methodology, but it seems reasonable, I guess. Um, for when people had multiple steroid courses, they only evaluated the first one. And then the thing that they did that's nice, as opposed to a lot of database studies, is that they, they did manual record abstraction. So they actually looked to see, you know, what patients actually got, what people were saying. And this gave them more power to define flares, which would, what they defined as, you know, one or more of the following. And those include, um, increase of psoriasis involvement, higher psoriasis area and severity index scores, presence of pustular or erythrodermic skin, um, patient subjective report of worsening, physical examination of worsening, um, and clinician assessment or plan with a mention of flare, rebound, or worsening. So, you know, I actually feel like they managed to capture flares pretty well, which is really important for this paper. They define severe flares as pustular psoriasis or generalized erythroderma, which is pretty reasonable. 
What did they find? Well, they found 1,970 patients who were included. 214, 242 of these were automatically included because they had psoriasis during or immediately following steroids. They wanted to get all of them. And then they took a random sample of the people that remained because they didn't want to review 2,000 charts. So they ultimately wound up having 516 patients who were manually validated. Patients were excluded if they had no visits um, immediately during or following administration, which is good. You want to make sure that we actually catch people. Um, or if they had psoriasis that was um, not, the diagnosis was not established prior to getting corticosteroids, which, which makes sense. So who got into the study? Patients had to were on average um, 49 years at first uh, psoriasis diagnosis. The majority are women, 56%. Um, median corticosteroid doses among those who uh, uh, had or did not have flares was 40 milligrams. So they're getting a good whack of steroids. Um, 250 of the patients, so almost half, were prescribed multiple systemic courses of steroids. Overall, um, 519 out of 516 patients were getting um, concurrent systemic psoriasis therapies. Methotrexate was the most common, so only 5.8% of people. 12 were getting weird things like cyclosporin. Um, seven had a, a biologic. So this is a problem for me because this really doesn't reflect the kind of patient that I'm seeing with psoriatic arthritis, right? Like patients that I'm seeing in clinic regularly with psoriatic arthritis are often on a, a disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drug, probably have more severe or longer duration of psoriasis. And so there's kind of a, you know, spec, a selection bias here. It says, you know, do these people really apply to my patients? And I think that's the major limitation of this study. But among this probably relatively healthier patient, they looked at group, they looked at 516 patients. There are 16 psoriasis flares. Um, 15 of these patients uh, experienced worsening plaque psoriasis. So that's the majority. There's one erythrodermic psoriasis flare. And so then, you know, this is why I think this patient, this whole study is really important because now we can calculate a denominator. All of these case reports and case series, they don't have a denominator. We can't tell you, you know, this person flared after steroids at this rate, and now we can. And the rate is 1.4%. That is very uncommon. Now, uh, the rate of severe flare was 0.07%. It was just one patient. So that's even more uncommon. And then when they looked at these flares, they're really unconvincing. So six of the patients had psoriasis flaring before they got systemic corticosteroid prescriptions. So it seems unlikely that we can actually count them. Um, and then the person who had erythroderma also was be had steadily worsening redness throughout their body. Then they got some pulse-dose steroids. And then their, their erythroderma actually improved with prednisone. So if anything, this is the opposite conclusion of what the, you know, the zombie factoid would tell us. Now, this is not a perfect paper. It's small. It's on a healthier group of people. The methods were a little bit haphazard. I, I'm not overly impressed by the way they approach this question. But I think that it is really important that rheumatologists start putting denominators and comparators um, to a lot of our old uh, factoids. You know, I think some of these things just aren't true. They're holdovers from when we were mostly practicing MNS-based medicine, and some random expert in the field had some idea that just got into the guidelines, got into uh, uh, the textbooks, and has been passed down through the ages. And I think it's time for us to start retiring those. So any paper that I see that attacks one of these ideas, I'm going to be excited to share, like this one today. I hope you enjoyed this. Please be sure to share the podcast with friends. And uh, yeah, have a great week.